0: Hi everyone, I'm Rod Zeeb, founder and CEO of the Heritage Institute. And over the years I've had a lot of people ask me about the history of the Heritage Institute and for those who knew kind of a little bit of the history, how in the world it was created by a couple of attorneys. So the story is I founded the Heritage Institute back in 2003 with a law school classmate of mine, my son and a couple of other folks. In the late 80s, I was an estate planning attorney and I had a couple of cases in which great estate planning was completed at least the way we define great estate planning but it ended up being a miserable failure for the family now i say there were great estate plans because technically they were Uh, the definition of good estate planning uh, by a national organization back then estate planning organization was i want to control my assets while i'm alive and when i die i want to pass what I have to who I want, the way I want, and when I want, and save every administrative expense and tax dollar possible. So these plans were great because they did pass as much as possible to the next generations while avoiding all the taxes or most of the taxes and administrative costs. In one particular case, which is actually the case that tipped me into doing this kind of work, the planning passed an estate worth in excess of $100 million essentially tax-free, so technically great estate planning. But practically, it was a failure for the family because it hurt both of the heirs. There were two boys, Um, one son ended up suing his brother for a loan that he made to him when the brother ran out of money. The oldest brother ran several businesses bankrupt within 10 years and lost his entire share of the estate. And the youngest son drank himself to death in about seven years. And he happened to be a friend of mine, so I took this personally. All of that happened because neither of the boys were prepared for what they were going to receive. Dad was phenomenal at building a business, not so good at preparing the next generation or mentoring his kids. And when the the one son died, I remember sitting at my desk and thinking, you know, this is not an acceptable outcome. I'm not gonna spend the rest of my life helping families pass as much as possible to the next generation only to kill the next generation. And that's when I realized that great estate planning was really like making a great pass in football. Even if the quarterback throws a perfect spiral, it isn't a great pass unless the intended receiver catches it. And it was at that point that I realized it wasn't a great estate plan unless the inheritors were prepared to receive that inheritance. So right after that case, I started doing research to see what I could have done differently. And I was shocked to learn that the result that we had in that case wasn't the exception to the rule. In fact, it was more the rule, it was the norm. Because when I started my research, one of the first quotes that we found was from China from 2000 years ago. That translated says, wealth never survives three generations. And we found quotes from all over the world to the same effect. And there's one from, uh, from Spain, I guess it is, in, the, in like the 1500s that I love, which is first generation trader, second generation gentleman, third generation beggar. Kinda says it all, doesn't it? Of course, we had shirt sleeves to shirt sleeves in three generations, and there's clogs to clogs in three generations, all these quotes from all around the world, and I realized this wasn't a new problem. This wasn't a tax problem. It wasn't an American problem. This is a people problem, and it's an issue that's been around for thousands of years. So in 1994, actually early 90s, I started doing my research, and then in 94, when I was in the middle of the research, I was working on a charitable case with a law school classmate of mine. He was the endowment director for a large nonprofit and had a big case in the Bay Area. Um, And the donor had a great attorney, but the attorney didn't have any experience in charitable work or charitable gifts or trusts. But the attorney didn't want any other attorneys talking to his client. So they were bringing me in to be the attorney for the attorney, essentially. And as we were talking about that case, I mentioned the research I was doing and perry looked at me with this stunned look and he said i'm doing the exact same research only i'm doing it the, from the perspective of the nonprofit." and he explained that you know they had all these great donors with great families but when the parents died they were watching the families blow up just like what i saw and plus they discovered that the kids had no idea why their parents were giving to to their charity why they were given to their organization so not only Did the families blow up? But even if they didn't, they probably lost donors. So he was doing the research to help his donors share with their families who they were and what was important to them, which included then why the organization was important to them. So at that point, we decided to do our research together and it took us a few years to develop what is now known as the heritage process. And really all we did was we went back and researched families who were successful at keeping their families together for three or more generations. And ask the question what did they do different and as we identified what those families did different we could identify those things that if any family could replicate it they could keep their family together that became the heritage process then we tried to find somebody to train it ideally like a college or university or law school or something but it didn't fit into the traditional degree programs for all these different organizations so we ended up training it uh, starting in 1998 through different organizations. And then we formed the Heritage Institute in 2003. Um, in 2004, we began accepting members and started our certification program. And at the same, that same year we wrote the Beating the Midas Curse book. At that point, the certification program consisted of six academies, because there were like six points on the, um, the heritage process that a professional could take over time, as quickly or as long as they wanted to take. But we found that that provided an inconsistent training experience to some of our members because they had different people in the groups and going at different speeds and all that. So at that point, we were only training people on the full heritage process. It was a certification program only and only for um, the full-blown multi-generational heritage process. Uh, And we developed a reputation at that point that we work only with uh, advisors who work with affluent clients who want to build, you know, dynasties, family dynasties, and, which was pretty fair at that point. But a couple of years after we started, we had a number of our alumni come back and say, you know, I'm only using the heritage process for a couple of clients, but I'm using the foundational training on listening and asking the right questions and the follow-up questions and helping the client really articulate what they want pretty much every day with every client um and in fact i'm using those those same skills with you know my staff and my family and you know everybody else so that's something that you should open up to everybody not just the people who want to do the the full blown heritage process uh so we did uh, initially we opened up uh that academy it was called clients forever initially now it's called better listening better questions better relationship and that academy covers those things that you need actually to become a most trusted advisor, um, the listening, the alignment conversation, the expectations conversation, all those skills and tools that you need to really build a relationship and really understand what the client wants and help them understand not only what they want and, and how they're gonna know they get it, but what the value is to them to get it. So um, that started us you know, doing a little bit Different than just having the coaching program, right? all all you could do is the certification program. A little bit later in the as we got on and we we started doing what we initially called alignment days. Um, had the same thing. We had professionals that came in and said, Look, I don't want to do the whole heritage process. I don't have time, or or it's just not my personality. I only have one client that can do that. But I'd love to facilitate a family meeting that allows me to build a relationship with those the next generations, um, you know, and, and, and the meetings I'm having now are the kind of the typical advisor meeting where we come in and we tell the kids what's going to happen. Those aren't bonding me with the kids. If anything, they're building, you know, uh, barriers between me and the kids because I'm seen as the bad guy. I want to have a meeting or gal. I want to have a meeting where we're actually building a relationship with the kids. And I understand that's what you're doing with that family alignment day thing, can, can we do that? And so um, we opened that one up too. So we opened up the, uh, that's now called Family Alignment Milestones, that training up for those advisors who want to at least build a relationship with the next generation. They find a lot when we do the, those family uh, alignment milestones. At the end of that, you'll do a, a memo of all the things the family actually agreed on and what suggested next steps are. What we found early on was most of those next steps were things that the advisor was already doing. They weren't necessarily related at all to the heritage process. And so any professional can use that alignment milestone and um, and build a relationship with the next generation and have a list of next steps that they're gonna take with the client. Now, if the client, one of their next steps is they wanna build they wanna prepare the next generations and they wanna have a family that stays together for multiple generations, then you can get into the heritage process and you don't have to do it, you can collaborate with somebody else to do it, but at least now it's being driven by the clients rather than you. So you know, the other thing that we found was as we did the original process of having the, the separate academies, it just wasn't as effective. So at that point we had the certification program which had the six academies and two of those academies were the better listening, better questions, better relationship, and the family alignment, uh, which ultimately the family alignment we discovered was just as effective for businesses and organizations and work groups, any, any group of people as it was with families. So that training became known as uh, alignment days for families, businesses, and organizations and now they're called alignment milestones because it's not always a day. Um, So we had those three things going. And like I said, we were finding that it was an inconsistent training uh, for the people who were in the certification program. So in 2014, um, we developed and started our heritage design professionals certification coaching program, which provides the training in small coaching groups. And over the years, we've provided some level of training to thousands of professionals all over the world, uh, particularly in the United States, Canada, and the UK, and a couple in Brazil, and actually one in in the Philippines too. But frankly, as we survey our members, they consistently tell us that our greatest asset isn't the training, our greatest asset is our community. We have a community of top professionals with an abundance mentality who openly share with each other. That's what really makes the Heritage Institute the Heritage Institute. It's great training, and there, but there's great sharing. If you want to learn more about us, please visit our website, which is www.theheritageinstitute.com, and you have to have the the in there. Or just shoot us an email at admin at theheritageinstitute.com. So I hope this gave you a little background and, and answered some of those questions. And if you have any more questions, just get a hold of us. Thank you.